You're listening to the Blue Box Podcast, and for the next 60 minutes, we'll be talking about Doctor Who, so you don't have to. Simon and I'm JR. Okay, we've just watched God the Doctor Falls. <laughs> the name went right out of my head. <laughs> Simon, um, I'm polaxed by it in a good way. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of like, wow, really, yeah, Andy. I I feel like I've gone for a mangle, um, but again, in a good way. Um, um, emotional um, with some surprising moments that I'm sure we'll talk about and um, um, everything that you'd want from a finale Matt you yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> okay Matt no, it, was fun. it was good I must have missed something then because oh, really? I just sat in front of a television and for 60 minutes, absolutely nothing happened. There were no surprises. Nothing tugged at my heartstrings. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> you must have been upgraded. <laughs> well, I mean, there were... I'm not saying it was awful or anything like that, but I just I just didn't react to it at all. I think it was... Um, I think last week's was more emotionally weighty because of the way it was... M- the way it was made, but this was like an action adventure. Mm. But, there, but there wasn't really an action. There was a lot of waiting around. <clears throat> yeah, there was. I mean, because you've got um, an Alamo type situation yes. where you're waiting for the enemy to to turn up, and so you know, waiting. I think is is built somewhat into the structure of it. What I felt that it gave was some opportunities for some emotional moments between the Doctor and Bill, certainly between the Masters and the Doctor, um, which is something I'm always looking for, um, you know, the, the emotional thread uh, from the films. And uh, and I, I felt that I was getting that, basically. So I actually preferred this one to last week's episode, which... Uh, I know, you know, some people on uh, Facebook, on the on the group, have been talking, you know, criticizing the kind of the structural thing between um, Bill <clears throat> being, you know, hanging around for ten years and and perhaps not feeling agitated and and sort of kind of upset at being having been left behind more than she seemed to be. Um, in the, in this episode, I, I I didn't feel that there were any major sort of emotional kind of flaws or structural flaws. I mean, um, I think from this type of a story, you, you're always going to get those moments where, because we're coming up to the finale and the change of Doctor, where you're always going to get those exchanges that are um, quite emotionally laden, um, whether whether they're goodbyes or, you know, kind of handovers to, to, to another... Uh, I didn't get any goodbyes. 
I think I think what you're getting is the the you, the, the laying of the ground of the goodbyes. You know, it's a, um, it's a magnificent setting. This is the story. So, or or it's like what The Walking Dead. There's yeah. a there's a whole season of The Walking Dead where they're holed up in a farm, and it's like them preparing the farm before The Walking Dead actually turn up. And I think but they then have, everybody just walks away. Well, they have to, but they built up the relationships between the main the main characters like Nardol and the Doctor and Bill. They kind of re-emphasise that and the two masters. And then there were goodbyes. There were. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the second half was full of them. I mean, Missy and the Doctor, Bill and the Doctor, Nardole, the Doctor and Bill. I don't know, Those I didn't feel any of them resonated. No? I didn't feel any of them sold. I didn't feel there was a narrative. They did. I felt people just walked out of rooms and did things and walked away. <clears throat> I have to disagree then. Yeah, I feel the emotive side of it was there. I mean, nobody actually said goodbye because nobody wants to say goodbye. No. Thinks, yeah. you know, he likes to believe it's just going to carry on. But you know what? Goodbye's in the air and uh, within that episode um, and... It, it's almost like that exchange towards the end when the doctor says to Bill, you know, is there anything that we should be saying to each other at this moment? And mm. and and for both of them, there isn't anything because I think at that stage, words aren't really going to be adequate enough. And yet, for me, scenes like that and other scenes within the film are laden with, you know, farewell, even if it's not actually said. I think... That's that's the tone. That's the tone of the episode and what it's giving for me. And Peter Capaldi sold it as well, I thought. Although I was constantly relieved when John Sim was around to kind of under <laughs> undercut everything. He I had think some that, great that kind lines. Of, yeah, yeah. So I, was, I thought I thought it I was, was a John bit... Sim's best performance as the master. By far. Mm. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> because yeah, it was consistent. I didn't think yeah. From the start, Peter Capaldi wasn't given any shade he was just given one note all the way through and yes okay it was very well acted mm. but this might not be Peter Capaldi's story so it looks as though the Christmas mm. special is going to be Peter Capaldi's so well, through, yeah. throughout this we were thinking we were finale. throughout yes. we were thinking but throughout I was thinking is this Peter Capaldi's last story is it is he actually going to re- if he regenerates at the end then maybe I would have felt he didn't quite get enough airtime. Because he was dead during the the the, the bill and the water, the water mm. person's departure. <laughs> but it turns out that he's obviously going to be around. It's going to be oh, him, yeah. him with the first doctor is his, effectively his companion for the Christmas special, and that will be the time when you, I think he'll give his final performance. Yeah, but he still should have given a performance here. I thought he did. I think he did. did. Yeah, I, I don't think he was given a lot if, of room. If I was to pick any little pocket which kind of didn't sit right with me, it was the bit up on the on the top of the building where he suddenly said, "Oh, I reprogrammed it, so it's two hearts. They're all coming after you." And that's the only bit that kind of seemed a little bit hollow and a little bit. I don't know what the word is really. I th- I think because perhaps it felt a little bit. I don't know, contrived. Oh, yes. When Maybe you threw, so. When Maybe you threw so. me against the console, I did a little bit of this. I think it was I mean, off the back of that disturbing scene. There was all that stuff in black and white where they were you know, smacking the, the hell out of him and what have you. I found that quite disturbing. The flashback. Uh, which I know is down to great direction and editing, but... Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I was fine with that because John Sim was in it. I think... I, think I was fine my, with it, but as yeah, I say, yeah, as a piece of yeah. Doctor Who, I found it quite I had quite a few, I had a few issues with the story. Mm. I think the... Well, we might get to it, I suppose. Go on, get to it. Um, well, the the, the <laughs> resolution with Bill, I think, 
because it's calling on the the pilot's episode, the pilot. And it's also mm. not calling on how the pilot was left. I can't remember. I can't remember it was, that it episode. It was a few weeks ago now. And I think... <laughs> well, the resolution to the pilot was that Bill mm. had told the pilot, wait for me. And so that's why the pilot was following around all over the place. Mm. And then the, the resolution to that episode was the doctor saying to Bill, no, you've told her to wait for you, so now you've got to tell her not to. And the resolution to that episode was Bill telling the pilot not to follow her around. Mm. And the pilot saying, okay, then fair enough, and going off. So there's no reason why... But is there something about the pilot back. leaving her with... The tears. With yeah. a bit of herself inside Bill. Well, it was and, like, then, and then obviously, yeah, a, yeah. In, a, in the moment of crisis, she comes back. Well, it's I not guess. Bill's first moment of crisis since then, is it? She's had but, a few, yes. But, yeah, I would say oxygen. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, um, well. It was a bit out of the blue. Yes. It uh, wasn't. I don't, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. The, 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 no, I didn't see it coming because I'd, forgot, I'd I forgotten did, about it. Yeah, I, I didn't see the uh, the Water Girl, whatever her name was. But it's a nice, um, it's a nice solution, though, because I, I felt that they they played it in such a way that Bill can come back. And I don't mean that they left it narratively open-ended. I think they actually they actually edited it in such a way that it didn't feel like she was going off forever. Well, that but, it, but it could. That is a bit, a bit of a almost becoming a Moffat's hallmark for his um, departing companions mm. now because we've got... Oh, yeah, it's absolutely got, echoing the, We've got the Clara between two yeah, heartbeats yeah, yeah. who's alive mm. and yet not alive but still sort of out there and this felt very much like a but, version of, of that. But in this case, I think, I think they've done it partly because because they're changing to Chris Chibnall mm. and because they weren't sure how popular Pearl Mackie was going to be or whether Pearl Mackie would want to stay on or Chris Chibnall would want to have leave, her. Perhaps I, leaving the door open? Possible, well, yeah, yeah, I all think right. so. Because, yeah. I mean, we've all been saying how great she is mm. and she's how we wish she would stay and it seems that most of the country and the newspapers right. are all saying she's great. And, I mean, and I'm sure Chris Chibnall would be watching it and listening to that. Mm. I mean, I was always under the assumption, but maybe I've I've read things into it, that, that she had been hired for the one mm. series was, and, then, and, and then that was it but um but she never, she's never so. actually said that no. it's just one season and that's it or well that's presumably I, because they hadn't made it so chipnell will be casting his actual series proper mm. at some point and he'll be looking i mean he'll make a decision at some point whether to to bring bill back He's got that option, I guess, but I at some suspect, point, maybe not at the I beginning, or maybe in the second, the second series. I think I think Moffat just doesn't like killing his companions off. I don't think we'll <laughs> ever see Bill again. I don't think we'll ever see Clara again. I think we'll see them both at Christmas, if nothing else, in the same way yeah. as we saw everybody else yeah. today. <clears throat> I didn't like, there, there was a, we saw a, quite a few. I was expecting Adric. There was a, there was a very silly Legopolis Lug- moment where you see the flashback of all of his, and you just, you just. I, I'm I'm not sure where they drew the line, the dividing line. So it seems to be it was everybody from Eccleston. Yeah, yeah, right. everybody from Eccleston, which seems a bit arbitrary because, I mean, at least Russell. I suppose Russell T Davis could do just Russell T Davis because that's. I don't know. Uh, if it had been Russell T. Davis, he would have brought back everyone in that flashback sequence. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Where well, was Adam? Adam, Adam and Adric, hand in hand, walking over the horizon. That's yeah. what it really needed. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a change of tone from last week. 
Which so as a as the a Moffat two, always does that. Yeah, and as a two parter watched one after the other, I thought this was one of the more satisfying ones. I for thought me. so too. Yeah. Because they seem they're, they're two different tones, but they also seem to join together quite neatly. Mm. So I didn't feel that there was a jar. Possibly because they were going up a floor. <clears throat> you get the sense that them going up a floor is also them going up a, a sort of a level of narrative. Yeah. To to something that's I really like the pre-titles bit. What happened in the pre-titles <laughs> bit? It was the Night of the Living Dead with the half-formed yeah, Cybermen. Yeah. Okay, like the Scarecrows. Yeah, yeah. why were they putting them up as Scarecrows? Because <laughs> they were just attaching them to whatever they could. <clears throat> because okay. they couldn't kill them. They could just, oh, I see. They just chained them. Right. guessing. Right. <clears throat> okay. So they, weren't, they weren't really Scarecrows, they were just restraining them. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, a double, I don't know, throw a bird. Maybe they had a double effect. <laughs> it's possible they thought well we need to restrain these people and we've got a problem with crap yeah or they could put a number in, a number in the circle put tarpaulin over them and they become like a marquee that's a possibility a bit macabre a macabre marquee all these side men such a pain in the ass but they yes. fantastic scarecrows Doctor Who does love scarecrows doesn't he they yeah. often return to that that motif it put me in mind of um, so it's family of blood Human nature. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, Even the choreography of, of put me in mind of the opening of Mark of the Rani. Mm. It's less silly than Mark of the Rani. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I love the device of um, seeing Bill as Bill. Yes, yeah. And I did think that was what was going on at the yeah. moment. Yeah, and again, the, the again, that was a reference to Clara when she, um, yeah. or Oswin. Um, not realising that she'd actually been a, okay. a, a Dalek. There was an echo of that, it, it felt. I don't think it needed the comment of, oh, he said, oh, your mind's, your mind's blocking it out. Your, no. Your mind's kind of... We didn't need that. It because we're, kind of, this we're, has we're, been a year for spelling things out. Though. And we're, yeah. Yeah. we're yeah. cine-literate enough to understand that we're seeing it from her perspective. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Though, yeah, I don't quite know that how lovely to do shot that. Look, well, we are. Which, Andy's not. No, and he's not saying I'm, 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 I'm just here to make the numbers up. I'm <laughs> pretending to be Lee this week, so. Uh... Yes, Lee's gone on holiday. God, this would, have, this would have blown Lee's mind as well, because there's mentions of. No, Lee yeah. would have been furious. What? <laughs> Mondas, Telos, Earth. Telos. Telos. Telos? Telos. Telos, Planet 14, and Mar- Marinus. Was there a Mariners? I yeah, think I yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why I yeah, lost. Was... So that <laughs> I, was a Mariners. And I remember, I remember that comic strip. Oh, because of the comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where Adric. Well, no, that's not where Adric died. That's where um, Jamie died. Is it? Yeah, they killed off Jamie in the comic strip. Oh, right. Okay. Did you not, do not remember that? He was no. an elderly Jamie. Right. They brought Jamie back with Perry and the sixth. The Sixth Doctor, hmm. and then they are. It's probably Gary Russell writing it or something. But it's it's set on Marinus, and the Marinus, the Vord, uh, converting themselves into Cybermen, which seems ridiculous at the time, but it sort of works with this. Because I was saying last week that what I so what I was saying last week <laughs> was that the Cybermen have stopped being a monster, but they're just now the a state of, of evolution. evolution. Uh, well, and then they spelled it out. And this, this is one story. thing I do like. I've always had this beef with. Um, the whole Age of Steel uh, Cybermen. I was mm. like, why? Why did they need to go to an alternative Earth? Now, that's kind of made that point, yeah, that point yeah. you've been making all the way along, that they just happen. It just happens. Mm. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah, you so. leave humans for longer. It's, it's, it's an inevitability. That's, that's basically it, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. <coughs> 
Shall we unpack the characters one by one? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's what it's about, isn't it? <laughs> yes. The story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. <laughs> like from the spaceship. Bill's bottom as she as she's it's suggested been left, behind. left behind. Which is a really sick joke. <laughs> <laughs> Nardole. Yes. I felt Nardole needed something in this story to make sense of where he's been all year because he's been in every story and he's been at the back of every story. Mm. He's been there for a bit of light relief mm. and occasionally for a bit of exposition. Very rarely has he actually been a protagonist in any way. Except him. <clears throat> and the only way you could make sense of that is to give him something to do in the final mm. episode. Which they sort of did, but it, it kind of felt a bit woolly. It kind of felt like <coughs> they were giving him something. They, What he did in this episode... What he needed to do in this final episode to make sense of his lack of a story arc, I suppose, mm. throughout the series, was to have something really crucial to do. Whereas actually, all they get, did was put him in front of a computer. Actually, I honestly thought he bombs. was going to stay on that floor and do the blowing up, is what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that would have made sense of the character. I thought Bill was yeah. going to stay. And because Nardole as a character really is supposed to be there at the service of the Doctor. So right at the very end, mm. his programming, or whatever you want to call it, should mean that he would make the ultimate Ooh. sacrifice. But then maybe to be something specific. But, but maybe the ultimate sacrifice is to look after these children. Maybe but he's not yeah. going to be looking after the children. Because the, the story is essentially left unresolved at the end mm. with the resolution that these Cybermen will eventually get to that floor, will eventually convert all those yeah. people into Cybermen. But and eventually says... this spaceship will land on Telos and build some tombs. Mm. But, or whatever. Right. <laughs> I think I think his role, so that his role as I saw it, was as the liaison with the villagers throughout the, the thing. So That's the, what I mean. The Doctor and Bill are together, the two Masters mm. are together, and Nardor is but he didn't have... the villagers. So effect- effectively what he's become is uh, the Matt Smith Doctor on... Well, he's, yeah, he's yeah, now become so. that doctor figure looking after these villagers. Yeah. And presumably, they can just keep on working their way up slowly through the spaceship. That's going to be their life. But in a, in a way, a in, in life, a way but... what some the doctor gives to Nardole is something that he never has throughout this whole series. He's, he's, he's kind of a servant figure, basically. Um, and what the doctor bequeaths him right at the very end is his own life, which is why I think we have that fledgling romantic relationship between the the, the woman mm. who's looking after the kids and, and Nardot, even though he's very kind of dead set against it. But you kind of They're know gonna be that that's for it's about gonna a go week down. before the Cybermen get there. Not yeah, but then, but then his line is, I'll think of something. And I think I think and he will. I think he comments? will protect because these Because there was kids. a conversation around the table because that was one part that I was kind of hoping we were going to suddenly get some big nugget that we went... Oh, that's that who he is, sense. and we yeah. didn't. And there was this business about black market or something like that. Yeah, which I didn't think it just was the that's his this very is... first story, wasn't it? Where he was trying yeah. to sell things. Was, was it, it wasn't the, uh, yeah. a bit of a wheeler dealer in Husbands the Husbands of Riverside song. Oh, okay. song? I mean, I think Nadal is is um, as a character has been a bit of a wasted opportunity. I really loved the very subtle setup in um, the Doctor Mysterio. Um, Christmas episode. It wouldn't have been wasted though if it had been given something yeah. crucial to do in this episode. He's been. Given, he would have been yeah. 
it would have been a there's a name for it and I can't think of it one of those characters who stays in the background through a, a bit like okay I'll give you an example rather than giving you a name for it a bit like Queen Sansia in the pirate planet hmm. or the nurse rather right. okay. she's in the background throughout she the entire becomes, thing becomes very and at the end the yeah. revelation is that she's actually Queen Sansia in somebody else's body yeah. and she steps forward and she turns out to be the now I'm obviously not saying that's what Nardol needed this week no but it just felt like Nardole's story kind of fizzled out. Because I think what you're saying is he didn't get his time in the spotlight. Because I think what because he did everything was they crucial. gave him to do yeah. was something that anybody could have done. There needed to be something that only Nardole well, could have done. Weaponising the yeah. ship was quite a crucial thing. And I think it just could wasn't. Doctor could have done that. Master could have done that. But he was. But it would so, be nice was, actually if he'd hold himself up on his own. But with, with in, all the sidemen coming at him, and he was. Anyway, yeah. In that in that group, the Missy, the two masters, Missy the master, and and Bill weren't able to interact with the villagers because Bill was a cyber person, a cyberman. The two masters were just basically laying about, not doing anything. The yeah, doc, the doctor will get to that. The doctor was on a higher level. What a waste so, so Nardle, to have yeah. the two masters so, just so sitting Nardle, around doing nothing. So Nardle's Nardle so role was as <clears throat> as the outside figure coming into the to the village. So yes, yeah, sorry, Matt, I know absolutely what Nardole's role and was, was and I'm crucial. saying... That was quite crucial to me, that was quite central. Yes, but so any the, the of scene the, where he's shooting a gun... Any of the characters no, could they, have done they that. They couldn't, because no. I think, they couldn't. you couldn't have the Masters being the liaison with the village. You couldn't have Bill. I think... You could have possibly had the Doctor, but we're following the Doctor on his own sort of narrative journey. Yeah, so but it's what, got to be Nardle. It's only Nardle that could have done it. And they did it with Nardle. That right, was his role. but it's not, it's not a so crucial else. factor. I think well, it's, uh, it is, because in the end, in the end, he had a crucial role. He think, was the guy that led them out. I think there's a more fundamental problem, which is that we never really got to grips with the nub of what Nardle was and his relationship to the Doctor. They're always little kind of one-liners and hints to what that might be, but we we never really found out. And I think if we got to that point, uh, you know, for for Nardal as a character, then you would be able to fashion uh, a proper ending for him. Mm. You know, a proper reason for his being, basically. Oh. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's a kind of a psychic servant, mm. but for me, there always needed to be more. I mean, there were fl- um, there were flashes throughout the series of him being a bit more kickass, a bit more sort of authoritative. Yeah. During, the, during the monks episode, but maybe it's—I don't think it's a fault of this episode. I think no, no, maybe I, he wasn't developed during. I, the I don't have a major problem with him in in this episode. I think I think the the problem is more to do with a kind of a character arc hmm. over the series. Hmm. You know, what? Why is he there? Why? Why is he required? And then actually, the, the um, you know, for about half a dozen episodes in in the middle of this series, he's just been quite poor comic relief almost mm. kind of like getting in the way sometimes I, I felt now you're giving him loads to do on this last episode and actually it feels a little bit unbalanced maybe this is the um, way the way a, this, as a result maybe the way the series has been written because obviously they weren't intending the character to be in the full series so they start rewriting the middle of the series which has already been partially written yeah but presumably the finale may have been written after they knew that he was going to be around. So they built in a, a fuller part for him in Possibly. these last two episodes. I don't know how they... And then yeah. kind of had to sort of slot him into pre-existing scripts. Yeah, which then <clears throat> allows 
which then creates a bit of an uneven character yeah, arc yeah, as, as a result. I, yeah, I mean, it is a missed opportunity. I think um, it, it, if they got to grips with who Nardell was in in a, in a more definite way, then when you've you know you've got to the the point where all all the story strands are coming down to this finale. Mm. You'd have a better idea of who Nardell was, and then he, you'd be able to write. The thing that Stephen Moffat usually does really well is he seeds things, yeah, he foreshadows things, and he uses the things that he seeded. So throughout the series, we've had lots of a knot falls out of Nardole's arm. Mm. Nardole says, "This isn't my first face." Yeah. Nardole says, "I was blue once." <laughs> yes. Nardole says. Yes. I don't know, I've got a mechanical arm or something. The doctor said, I've I got you cheap lungs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you get to a story about the creation of the Cybermen and Nardole just goes to live in a house with some kids. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm saying, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the way Nardole's story ends, mm. yeah, it's very nice. There's a character in The Magnificent Seven who... Yeah. Who mm. is it? Robert Vaughn's character, who's this real nasty bastard, he's, and then by the yeah. end of the story, he's the one all the women and kids love, right? Yeah. Is it Robert Vaughn or is it one of the others? Well, Robert it's... Robert Vaughn is the real kind of professional mercenary who who dresses really well, and I think he gives the impression that he doesn't. Yeah, but at the end of the story, yeah. is it him that the kids are bringing the apples to? Or yeah, I think it is him. I think yeah, it is yeah. him. Yeah. So that that's a good arc. Yeah, yeah. But but that's not the arc that Nardole gets here. Nardole yeah. gets the. All yeah. the way through, he's, he's kind of... What's the word? Well, he's an anomaly all the way through, isn't he? And yeah. He's kind of uh, aloof, mm. and you can't root him down. So, yeah, what you're yeah. saying is he's in the story. All of a sudden, he's he's being he's required doing, he's to be doing rooted. Stuff, yeah, because the story requires somebody to do those things. I mean, he plays yeah. it nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's falling for him, and he's like, yeah. that's going yeah, on. Yeah. But he plays it nicely. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel... I thought that table conversation was going somewhere, just something to make you go, ah, okay. But, but there are okay. some lovely I didn't moments. want to know who he was, but just something that... Yeah. I mean, I think he's say a, who he was. I think he's... <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to know what or... or yeah, I don't want to know what he is, but I want to know who he is. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. an atypical and companion. I think, I think, I think, yeah. I think if you think of him along the lines of... Donna or a or a Rose. Well, you've got to think then he's more of then it. he's underdeveloped. But if yeah. he's like a he's recurring a character rather than a rather than the companion, he's mm. a Rory or a Mickey. Yeah, I, I, more I, I, more of a Mickey than a Rory. I think Rory achieved achieved. Well, that's the point. Companionship, yes. but Nardle never quite achieved companionship, which is which is why I didn't feel heartbroken when Well, this, this is the problem that... Um, it's, you it's, were supposed to, then. That think, last scene where yeah, he goes no, no, off I, to look after I the kids. Yeah. Probably because I I probably impose a lot of my own conclusions emotionally on what's going on. So I was quite emotional at that point. Cause I thought when Nardole nice. went off. Yeah, yeah. Although, although his last line I didn't, I didn't quite hear properly, which I thought was a shame, because I thought there was suggest. some real, really nice... Who said... Uh, he said, said there should be... He said... I can't remember exactly how it went, but they he said, I should have a real nice send-off. I should be able to think up the words. Oh, yeah. And then he starts walking away, and then he says, no, I'll never be able to think up the words, words no. yeah. okay. that you've earned, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's not so much what Nardle's doing in this episode, although I, I, I do take your point about it could have been something unique to him. And I, I think that is a wasted opportunity. But then that 
I think I think it's more of a reference to how they've developed Nardal as a character through this series, which feels a little bit missed opportunity. And then everything, like we were saying about Robert well, no, Ball, I think could could it come to to a, to a point in this story where. You know, so, so some of the pennies drop. We we understand that relationship, who he is. Well, that's what, what I'm why saying. Is, why it's been recreated. The lack of much development would have made sense if he just suddenly had a stepping out of the shadows moment. Yeah. But he didn't really. He just gets to be the guy playing yeah. the computer games. But uh, but it, you need to do more than step out of the shadows. All those little seeds that have been supposedly been placed throughout the series then kind of makes sense you know so yeah i think the thing that you were saying about the spare parts thing could have been quite interesting we're we're talking about um uh an enemy who kind of utilizes spare parts bits of humans and upgrades them and that might have been a nice mirror against which you know his second-hand lungs and his bits and pieces could have been used in, in but some way. this was way. the one story where all that stuff never I guess, really I guess it turns out that yeah. that the, the bolt falling off and his references to his, his robotic self that's just, it's kind of comedy. Mm. It's it's not really seeds mm. for dramatic no, characters. It's, it's, it's just yeah, There is, there Possibly, is that element yeah. of us as Who fans thinking that everything is relevant. Yeah, and it might just it be, I mean it's an explanation as yes, to but how, what he's, I mean how is, his back having mm. been decapitated. But what I mean is I'm not saying that Moffat put those in as deliberate foreshadowing, yeah. but what I'm saying is, having put those things in, and then at the end of the series getting to a story where those things could become relevant, mm. you've got to use them, surely. You, you'd, 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 you'd hope, yeah. I mean, because then you've got some real payoff in terms of yeah. who this character is. It's like you've accidentally stuck a character in this story mm. who's absolutely perfect. Not necessarily to resolve the story, no. but to have some part. Yeah. But actually, the story doesn't resolve, does it? They all just leave. And the Cybermen get to, at whatever pace, mm. get to carry on and take over the whole spaceship. I mean, in a sense, it's quite old-fashioned. It's like leaving um, Stephen on the planet of the what's-its-names, the Savages. The Savages. Or it's mm. like... Yeah, but at least uh, at the end Perry of the Savages, they finish that story, they resolve mm. that story. Yes, but... It's it's a companion who who's been left in a particular environment, perhaps quite a hostile. Yeah, but at the end of the savages, they solve the problem. Mm. And yeah. Stephen just gets left to be the leader because at the end of the story, they don't have a leader anymore. So in this in one, this they've, story, they've solved the temporary problem, but they've but... not solved. The, it's like this one is like they've got the soldiers off the beaches at Normandy, but they've still got to fight all the way to Germany. Yeah, but they've put the soldiers <coughs> off the beaches at yeah. Normandy and then they've taken them out of the conflict altogether. Mm. But is there a sense that maybe the Cybermen won't find them again? Because it's the Cybermen si- like no, the found them the first time because the Masters alerted them. The Masters said, we're on this floor by calling the lift up. So matter. if there's no Masters to call the Those lift up... Those Cybermen... They ain't going to give up and they, after and they, five they, years. They've, 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 they've destroyed they've got a spaceship. It's a finite space. They, they, they destroyed they to get the Cybermen the, on the up to the top of the ship, and the TARDIS would have buggered off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you I would mean, hope... Yeah. yeah. But it's a finite space. The Cybermen yeah. are just going to keep looking till yeah. they've been through every corner of every floor mm. of that I, ship. I, right? I, I think as far as Steve... And actually, it, sorry, just to finish that point, and we know... That down there in the basement, they've got human detectors because that's how last week's episode started. Mm. Yes, but the human detectors don't stretch that far. Otherwise, they would have discovered the humans on the five hundredth floor yeah, and wouldn't well, need this, masters. To see how much the Cybermen have upgraded themselves. Mm. I think they could possibly I'm upgrade not, the human detectors I'm, as well. I'm not saying it's going to be a safe existence. I'm just saying that you know, 
Nardor's life is now protecting these these villages. I think I think as far as Steve, there's even a line of dialogue. It'll be I, I think the example they give is five days before they arrive, yeah. and that's it. And Nardor goes. That's the whole point of that scene. Is the end? Is Nardor goes off expecting whatever happens on the next floor to only be a matter of days? Mm. They said that in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think I think the get out line basically is um, Nardor says, um, "I'll think of something." Mm. And I think I, I, I know, I, this I, is a character who's never yet. thought of something. I know. Well, this is well, this, is the, he, this is the except he was me, the computer the in terms that, of his, yeah. that worked out how to blow up loads of Cybermen and blow up the floor. And equally, you've got Missy sitting laying there, supposedly dead, unable to regenerate. So you know, and we know that the master's going to get yeah yes. come back. So there's yeah. I, I think I the, thought the, it was the slightly odd that we oh, comes a master yeah. and Missy mm. in a minute. Should we, we move on from Nardle? Yeah, okay, let's do the Master and Missy. Well, do we do the Master? Okay. Well, he had a great episode, John Sim. He had some great dialogue. Very funny lines. Great two episodes. Yeah, but last week... Yeah, last week he had a lot of build-up to arriving. Hmm. And, well, Matt, you last week went on about what the plan was or could possibly be. Yeah. And this week he just sort of... Well, there's like with Nothing. most with most of the master's plans, it was destroyed by the doctor doing a clever thing. So actually, the master's plan but it wasn't was, because the master's the plan master's... was resolved in like. So, the my my view was last week the master's plan was luring the doctor down to the. We didn't know the, the master doctor was coming, did he? Well, except except he did because he'd seen them on the monitor. Oh, when they I was arrived. I was wrong because I thought that the master would have. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying. But the, the old, no, what I'm saying is, yeah. the master had a plan. Yes. Well, it, or it looked as if the master yeah. had some kind of a plan, mm. but actually, it transpired that delivering Bill as a Cyberman to the Doctor was the end of his plan, and mm. that was it. Yeah. So instead of finishing last week by unmasking himself and saying, "Here's Bill," and potentially all hell breaks loose and the master rises from the ashes of whatever fight's gone on. He just sits around talking to Missy, and then when the shit comes <coughs> along, you know, in the direction of the fan, they just walk out of the story. Mm. But that's, I suppose, his ma- his plan, his plan developed into trying to convert Missy, to trying to pull Missy to his side. I, I, I think actually <coughs> he 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 did have a plan, and it's completely sidelined because he's seen Missy yeah. and he fancies her so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just drops all thought. But he's also, he's also he's... worried about her having empathy, so he's trying to like. Well, yes, yeah, there is, there is, there is. He, he does quite fancy. There's he's, a lot of lines. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's a time lord, and he's yeah. the evil equivalent of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'll give this example again, which I've given before. At the start of, um, not the Magician's Apprentice, the um, which is familiar. Which one's the second one? Which is familiar. Which is yes. familiar you yeah. get that scene with Missy where yeah. she explains how the Doctor's mind works. Oh, so the right, master's, right at the beginning, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the Master's mind must presumably work in a relatively similar way. Mm-hmm. So when the Master delivers Bill to the Doctor mm-hmm. and sees Missy there, then surely... I mean, they're there for weeks. He should be scheming. He's not scheming. He's just sitting around talking. <laughs> It just, it felt to me 
like they built it up to the this big moment at the end of last week where the master's unveiled, mm. and it's a big moment <clears throat> when the master's unveiled. But he's got no master plan. It's not. It's not just that he's got no master plan. It's just that this week he didn't do anything mm. at all until he shoots Missy in the back, and he only does that because she's just stabbed him. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he's, he reacts quite a lot, and his main role is to be stabbed by Missy. So this yeah. is this is Missy's story rather than his story. But so he's kind of the master. But relief. there should yes, but he should have a story going on in the background. Mm. He should have something going on. I think with he not, can't with just Nardle be there. Him, but... You're probably trying to fit too many stories into. No, I don't I think mean, so. The, the because Magn- that the Seven Samurai was about three hours long, mm. because there were seven characters to get storylines for. This is an hour long to fit. Yes, but it, this was an hour long, and it was a very, do, very I slow mean, do, hour in which nothing happened. Do we feel that the master's plan, such as it was, was to really um, strike a blow at the doctor by taking away his companion, having you know? Having I thought a, I thought that made, originally. I thought that made originally. Into a cyber, cyberman, because obviously that 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 you know for the doctor that would be the killer blow to have one of his companions so um, uh, so transformed, right, but. Having unveiled the master at the end of episode one, you've got to do something with him in episode mm. two. Which right? I th- which I think they they did. It just wasn't as as good. I think we had expectations. We had expectations of all of these characters getting <clears throat> getting some sort of pivotal role, whereas you just couldn't do it. I think this was the Doctor and Bill. Yeah. But they didn't do it with any of them. I think I think with the master. I mean, I, I think he really was striking a body blow to the Doctor by having that the, happened last the, week. Though, converted, yeah. I think I think with the master, sometimes it's like you know, um, you know, uh, uh, the Americans and the British going into Iraq. They've got they've got this one plan, regime change, and then when they've done that, mm. suddenly, oh. We're supposed to do anything else, and I think it's like he's not, he's not thinking it's for like, it. It's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. In the Dark Knight, who does things just because he can do things, yeah. But the master doesn't, doesn't really think do why. things. But the Doctor even foreshadows that the master must have something to do because he says, "What happened? You landed here accidentally, so you took over, mm. and then once you took over, so everybody realised." <clears throat> what a hideous person you are, mm. and rebelled against you, mm. and then you had to go into hiding. Mm. So if the master arrives somewhere and he doesn't have anything to do, he finds something for himself to do. Mm. But think, at the start of this episode, he doesn't find anything for himself no, but to I do. Think, I think at this point, the, the, the thing that the master wants to do <clears throat> um, is, is survive, which is the other, the other al- driving and, force and for, also the, for the res- master. And also rescue his future. So he spends a lot he's, of time with Missy. Uh, as, in as the line is, I'm very concerned about my and future. And he spends a lot of his episode flirting with Missy, which is really funny and really it's creepy. Great. But it's also <laughs> part of his. But it's also him trying to trying to win her over. I think that, I think that is. I think that is a developing strong, a relationship. I think that is a strong thread for what he does in in, in mm, this yeah. episode. He, he re- there are a lot of there are a lot of it's lines. A, yes, it's a romantic interlude. They this are is... the they are the romance in this. <laughs> this is the, there's romance. If you were sat down writing this script and you would, you would probably think I've I've given the master of Missy enough to do this this. You've given them enough character stuff to mm. do. Mm. My issue with this episode is that there's no plot. And what I'm saying is, these are five characters 
in search of a plot. It I was think... like waiting for Godot. And that's all very well, <laughs> yeah. but waiting for Godot is waiting for Godot, and this is the Doctor Who season finale. Well, is there, was there no plot? I mean, they, they no, come, is... they come to us. Cybermen, <laughs> they come Cybermen to arrive, there's an explosion. That's, well, that's not a plot. You want to, yes, it's a very simple plot. And well, it's, the a, plot, it's the a, plot, a simple plot that's plot been used surviving. in films for... I mean, it is... The plot it, is not getting killed by a cyber, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a survival story. Yeah. It's, um, it's Missy surviving the master. It's the master surviving Missy. Yeah. It's Bill um, surviving what's been done to her. It's the Doctor surviving... Um, well, he's been fatally wounded. He's trying to survive his own regeneration. And, oh, there's a question I've got to ask. When is the Doctor fatally wounded? When Ooh. Missy hits him on the back of the head with a hammer, isn't it? When the it's when the Cybermen attack him in the forest, isn't it? No, no because he has the moment prior no, to the that. Where he Cybermen hugs him. Cybermen right. hugs him on yeah, the that's roof. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes, and that's that's the point. She starts regenerating. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So um, I th- I think what was I thinking? I don't know. No, we were it had, so it had a it had a plot. It was a quite simple one, but but it's a simple one. Like a lot of the episodes this season. They haven't been tangled, mm. intricate Stephen Moffat type plots. They've just been A to B to C plots, yeah. and that's been, you know, that hasn't been a. I don't think that I haven't felt that's a failing of the the series. I feel that's Stephen Moffat almost <laughs> winding down to retirement. And are we back to this thing of did it entertain me? And for that period of time, it, I was in things. Was stuff was happening that was yeah. entertaining. I was me. insane. Um, I was. I was. It doesn't I was mean gripped. there is a plot, but it does mean that yeah. it carried me along. I think. Yeah. I think it's I a different thought, kind of plot. I just thought it lacked substance. I think. See, yeah, you say it's simple A to B to C, and I think the idea <laughs> is that let's do a simple A to B to C. To appeal to the kind of people who don't like the A to C and back to B, and <laughs> or, then said, or well, but, or to a, appeal to people that quite like change in Doctor Who. But <laughs> if you've had if you've had A to C to D to B, but then change means having a few but, bits of time. I haven't finished my point. Having <laughs> A to B to C, <clears throat> you can say but, but I was still like making my point. <laughs> <clears throat> It's, it's, this is a, it's this, conversation this is the traditional JR map point yeah, yeah. where we go from just just going back to the master thing. This isn't yeah. an excuse, but I don't think the fact that the master is kind of sidelined, which is essentially what you're saying, is a hundred miles away from what happened back in the Delgado days. At times, the master would come into a story, and the Doctor would basically take the steering wheel, and the master would suddenly become this sidelined character, the mm. secondary character. And Master always had a plan to the end when it turned out that he'd bitten off more than he could chew and mm. then he needed the Doctor's help to get him out of a situation. But I think, I think Yeah, there was I... always a sh- oh shit moment. Yeah, I'd better fight with the Doctor now. Yeah, I think, I think when the, mm. w- 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 the Master's MO is basically when he's not um, sort of uh, taking over or destroying, he's looking for the exit. And I think for, for the Master in this particular episode, it was... Um, okay, I've managed to get this um, spaceship to start turning into cyber factories and generate lots of cybermen. Ah, um, the doctors just um, made, you know, converted them so they they can now see that two-hearted people are now considered humans. And then he suddenly resets and then the whole thing, his whole um, raison d'etre just then becomes survival. So I think that's his... His plan. He's not thinking about the next 
planetary conquest or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but this is why I brought up... to save his neck. But basically. this is why I brought up the point about that scene in The Witch's Familiar. The Doctor, in that scene in The Witch's Familiar, had 0.5 of a second to work out how mm. not to get killed by an energy bolt that was coming straight at him. Yeah. And he did it. So you've got the Master, who sits there for two weeks doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, I know what you're going to say. He was working on Missy, and finally he got the thing that he didn't even know that she had, the dematerialization. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say that the Doctor's brain works like that when the series needs it to work like that. He's also really <laughs> stupid when it yeah. needs... Well, yeah, Let's not forget he's Mar- also really Mar- stupid in this Mar- episode Durrani, as well. Marco Durrani, the Master, spends most of his time as a scarecrow waiting for something to happen. So let's, let's not forget the Master... So the whole point about the Doctor and the Master is they've got lightning quick brains. But, but the, com- the comedy is they're actually, you know, slightly dim at times and <laughs> don't realise. So what yeah, we're yeah. saying is this episode is the first two minutes of Mark of the Rani stretched out to six. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because I, th- I think he had, a, he had a role. I think he did have a role. Which a was role? A role, which was... The Master. To, yeah, and the plan. The plan was to try and... To try and mm. bring Missy back from empathy. Mm. I mean, the master but, created this situation, didn't he? Because he yeah. basically got the Cybermen and then put them on overdrive. Said, "Oh, I know, I, I know how I can improve your efficiency," and he's mm-hmm. done it. Yeah. Made them incredibly dangerous. And then he did some, did he? I think that's what he was saying, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he started the Cybermen. I don't know if he did. He didn't start them. No, no, he, he didn't start he, them. He, he was created all the factories. Well, he was, well, he was, he was, he was the, in, the, in charge of this floor. On the rooftop, he talks no, he about wasn't in charge of the floor, was he? Uh, he was Mr. Razor. No, before he became Mr. He said he yes. had become Mr. Razor because he took charge of the floor and then they rebelled, and they rebelled against him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but that he was, was prior in charge. to the Cybermen. Yes, but it, presumably he was, well, it was prior to the Cybermen proper, but that doesn't mean he didn't start the process of so he started the industrialization well, of this question because they're on the roof, they're looking at he the t- skyline, <coughs> and he's really proud about he talks the, the about factories and kick, the city. Kickstarted yeah, but I think yeah. that's a case of uh, I got from that that that's showing off about something that's happened in spite of you and trying to claim credit for it. Well, that yeah, would be maybe, a master. That would so. be Which a master is a very thing master as well. Thing, yeah, yeah. Mm. possibly. I think it's. I think it's likely. I mean, it's. It's so that you've got a floor where everything's really polluted and corrupted. <clears throat> That sounds like something that the master would mm. would do. But the reason why everything was polluted and corrupted at the bottom was because they were right next to the engine and mm-hmm. because of the gravity thing. <coughs> well, and also there was a big old city in there. Well, yeah, but I mean... You the see city smoke, have been... smokestacks. Yeah, and... but the city wouldn't have been polluted and corrupted if they hadn't got stuck in the black <coughs> hell. Okay. Well, I mean, I read it that the master had been in, in charge of this city <coughs> and had started them on the path of this kind of industrialization. He was the industrial revolution down in this in this bottom floor, and the industrial revolution led, obviously, to to, to the cybernetics. Maybe, maybe to we what just purpose, then? maybe we've just had more of an insight into the, the the master than than we expected. That he's not quite as smart as either he or the doctor or us like to think he is, and a lot of the time he spends. I know making it up as he goes along, making, well, yeah. yeah, and hanging around and wasting time because you know time got lords, enough of it. Time lords have that to waste, yeah. and so yes. ten, 10 years in the basement. A, but what I'm saying is, narratively, mm. at the end of la- last week's episode, is a slow build-up to a big reveal, mm. and then this week's episode is just a slow build-up to. 
well, an explosion, mm. right? It it's <clears throat> in the first if if you're writing a story and you have a first act in which you do a thing, in the second act you must do another thing because mm. if you're just doing the same, it's you. I think I think for me one of the so Missy is possibly one of the the weaker storylines in this because they've spent not just these two stories building up to her good, bad, sort of the, the ambiguity about her being good or bad. They've spent the oh, whole do missing series, now. the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. But then at the <laughs> end, she gets her moment of, no, I really am going to stand with the Doctor. Mm. And that's the <clears throat> moment at which she gets shot. Yes. And but so that happens outside of the story. That felt for me slightly under undersold. So I no, like the I like, I like yeah, the moment, right. but after I really like the moment. Mm. But I think after a whole series, I think that had to have maybe it had to, the, have, it had to have the doctor involved. And there had to be the doctor there for it to have an effect. I know, yeah. just to turn them in the forest. Yes, I like. That, the mo- I really like the moment. Yeah, I just think in good. the context of the whole series. And the great it was thing just kind of you built, like Matt said, across twelve episodes to get to that moment. Yeah. To, whether you're never quite sure which way she's going to fall, and that's the moment at which, with absolute clarity, she says but, which way she's going to fall. But possibly that needs to have an effect but on something. Possibly the only way to sell it properly is by having an entire episode with just the Doctor and the, and Missy in it, mm. which they weren't going to do. <laughs> no, then it's so much like much like the tragedy, which I which which I wish they could with with the whole Clara Doctor thing. Where they met in the in the restaurant, and they were both lying to each other. It's that same. But the tragedy with Missy, and it's deliberately set up that scene to take place where it does. So that this is what happens: is that she has this moment of clarity, and nobody will ever get to know about it. No, yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah. deliberately set up like that. But the trouble is, all the storylines end in a similar way. Nobody will ever get to know. Nardole <coughs> will get picked off by the Cybermen when they get there. So in the end, he won't really have saved anybody. The Doctor goes away and leaves the entire situation unresolved. And the Cybermen will take over the ship. So it won't have had any effect on anything that happened. Ah, Missy- but this brings us back to that, that beautiful speech from Peter Capaldi where he's talking about you just being do it because. kind. Yeah, yeah, you do it because, because we're all going to yeah. die in the end anyway. So why the hell not just be kind? So maybe it's stripping it back to basics. Like but this it whole needs, series have done. But it didn't really strip it back to basics, though, does it? Because it gives it a whole new level. Because the basics of Doctor Who is the Doctor's that stranger in, um, what's the Clint Eastwood film? High Plains Drifter, mm-hmm. who comes in, complete stranger, nobody knows who he is, saves the day. Here, he walks away without saving the day. That, it's not unique in Doctor Who, but certainly in terms of a series finale that you've built up across the entire series... That is not back mm, to basics mm. in Doctor Who. That is something very different. There's Doctor the inevitability Who. of the Cybermen. Um, so in that respect, you're only going to get so far with trying to resolve it. But I wonder I wonder if it's because it takes place on a ship. Mm. If it took place on the planet, what you'd basically get is Rise of, or Age of Steel. Mm. Because you're leaving in Age of Steel. Mickey was left on the parallel Earth full of Cybermen, effectively. To clean up, so Mickey did. Uh, Mickey had exactly the same fate mm-hmm. as Nardole, but because this is a ship, it feels more enclosed. But the problem but it's, is, it's a thousand floors of four hundred mile radius. Nissan terminals. Yeah. Yeah. And the issue is because it's on a ship, it doesn't feel like it matters. 
Um, no, the thing I is, think, if it, I even think if it was on the planet, it would just be one planet of, of, of millions. Well, that's why they usually take place on Earth. Mm. Or with human beings, you know, with... There's more at stake. How is that any di- it's not really any different from Amy and Rory, though, is it? Because we see their gravestones. So we know how it's all going to end up. They're going to end up dying. But it, they have a life between where they're left and where their life ends. So they have a life. So those people, yes, they're fighting, but there is still a life there. Mm. And that is their existence. Yes, but what I mean is the stakes in the story. Mm. Normally, in a regeneration story, the stake is the Doctor's life and the people he's going to save. Mm. In this story, the stake was the Doctor's life. And the villagers. No, yeah. the villagers were in a stake. They were going to die. They weren't humans. They were mm. on a spaceship. But the villagers represent represent the, the, the people that the Doctor always tries to save. I think they're more, they're yes, more, they're more representing. representing something isn't the same as being and something. And that's why I'm saying and it this doesn't... Is, if this had been the villagers on a planet, I don't think we'd have the same reaction because we just, you know, we'd assume mm. that they could escape. But because it's on a spaceship, it's an enclosed environment. That's where we feel that they're doomed because there's nowhere to run. But the spaceship's been presented as this thousand floors, 400 mile radius each floor. There's actually space. <laughs> I mean, am I not right? Oh, no, because the it's in the dialogue. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's escaping from the black. It's escaping from the black. But it is made explicit what? in the dialogue that the further you go up to the top of the ship, the slower down you get, and the Cybermen will come yeah. after you faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. they have a Nardole. <clears throat> that's that's the. No, it's in the dialogue. Nardole's expecting them to live for maybe another five days. We well, need yeah. to be saying that. Yeah, but he also says, he I'll, say I'll, think of, for... "I'll think of that, something." Yeah. And Nardole's right, Nardole's but... a computer. A com- but, the, computer but, but either way, it doesn't matter. Like, no, I think the technology. inference is that Nardo will come up with an idea, yeah. and I think I think Stephen Moffat's very happy leaving it as as open ended as that. But that's what I'm saying. It's left entirely open ended. And that entire basement of the thing is mm. filled with a Cybermen and B equipment to build more Cybermen. We might be overthinking it a little bit mm. um, because I don't. I don't think. I. I don't think. Stephen Moffat has a problem with just uh, a single line of Nardle saying, I'll think of something as he goes off to have dinner with the kids. Um, but he's not a character who thinks of something. But that's, well, what, he, but that, he but that's what he says, and he's when? shown himself to be episode. rather resourceful when? in this episode. He weaponised the whole ship. Yeah, yeah but all he it did was down to him that all Cybermen were getting blown up. Yeah. But yes, but, but... Passed the software over to the Doctor, and the Doctor's going around having one of his best moments ever. But that's the point. It's just software. Yeah. Right. He plugged it's, it in. But he's no, surrounded didn't. by technology, so software is quite. A big I, th- deal. I think there were a number of uh, moments within 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 this particular episode where uh, I know we have issues with his character arc, where Nardo was showing himself to be very tech savvy and resourceful, and there's that scene where he tells um, the, the, the uh, one of the guys to point at. Um, oh, he says, um, "Is that windmill important?" And the whole thing blows up. I mean, the, the, the idea of that scene is just to show. If you're not saying that Nardole is more intelligent than the Doctor, so he'll come up with the solution that the Doctor couldn't. No, you are. That's what you've just said. More intelligent. No, not... We're not saying he's more intelligent. We're saying he's self-sufficient. And the Doctor... Are you saying the Doctor's not? The Doctor is... Why would I... Why would saying Nardole is self-sufficient be saying the Doctor is But the point is the Doctor has two weeks to solve this problem and can't, and now you're giving Nardole five days to do the same. I think I think we're we're overanalyzing it. Yeah, I, 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 I think Nardole's going off to his death at the end of that. 
Okay. okay. Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Sounds you know, sounds Butch, <laughs> Butch Cassidy moment. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I, yeah. Don't, I, I, I don't think, think that's absolutely I what think, you're supposed to infer from that. I think Bill's going to come back in the Christmas episode. That's my prediction. I think I don't think she's gone for for good. I think they'll they might bring maybe. her back. Oh, she's not I, dead. I don't. I think it'd be a two-hander, don't you? No, I think that was some kind of story. I uh, well, I would have <laughs> before tonight. I would have said no. You couldn't do a two-hander. You'd have to have a two-hander with a story taking I do place. Think that ending was lovely. I really do think that it ending would be was interesting lovely. to just the have a two-hander with the first those two. Yeah. First, absolutely, yeah. first, yeah. first, yeah. first, first poetic. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was quite. <coughs> I thought it was a bit too harsh the way he repeats Peter Capaldi's lines that he's only repeating from. Wherever it was in the first place, anyway. Where are the eight. lines from? Uh, five Doctors? Is it the Five Doctors? It's not the Tom Baker one in Robot, is it? That's the definitive article one, so it's probably the Five Doctors. Maybe oh, the Three Doctors. When he's um, when he's trying to stop his regeneration happening, is he was he was he throwing out lots of last yes. last yeah, yeah, lines yeah. from yeah. several Doctors? Yes. Right. I don't yeah. want to go. And I don't want to go. I was always the Doctor. Right. And actually, that those lovely, that moment around the TARDIS, you know, where he's sort of stumbling around, it's all mm. like confused, and this fast editing was very similar to. Yeah, there's also weirdly, weirdly, a kind of a callback to an adventure in space and time, with Hartnell not mm. wanting to leave mm. as well. So it was kind of echoing that. Mm. Possibly after you've seen David Bradley at the end, yeah. it mm. kind of means a bit more. Yeah. Or maybe an adventure in space and time echoes the tenant regeneration. Mm. Well, it does, deliberately, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I think the Christmas episode is going to have lots of pairs. You could have, well, we just had two doctors. We could have, we could have Clara and um, Bill. We've, we've got the first and the current doctor. I mean, it could just be, well, <laughs> it just be yeah. pairing up, yeah. basically. Well, there was a lot of stuff about generations. Yeah, and, and we had another mention of the word grandfather as well. Am I right in assuming that this is that up. period of time where the Doctor's making his way back to the TARDIS at the end of Tenth Planet, yes? So, is so this where they're meeting? Possibly. Which planet are they on at the moment, this snowbound no, planet? Yeah, no, it's it made it clear it. that he's... Uh, well, it's made as clear as you can do that he's making his way to the TARDIS at the end of the Tenth Planet, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is? Really? Yeah. Why? When did it make it clear that? Just yeah, the line of dialogue. What did he say? Oh, I can't remember what he said. He said something that. Oh, I don't want to go or something. The Dennis Bradley doctor. Yeah. Did he say something like that? Mm. I don't want to change. So the Tenth Planet is where the um, the first Doctor changes. Regenerates. Right. It's going to be a double regeneration. Double regeneration. We haven't had Um, that. One of them is going to regenerate (laughs) into Reese Bloody Shears. Presumably, you you need the old. There must be a second target somewhere as well. Well, he's not going to get to the TARDIS, is he? He's wandering through the snow. He's going to go off with Peter Capaldi. And then at the end, he'll go back to the snow and he'll go on to the TARDIS. Okay. That could be cool, couldn't it? Double double regeneration. Wasn't there? I saw a rumour somewhere that it was... It was going it's to it was, it was going to explain where um, what happened to the first Doctor during the Tenth Planet when he missed an episode. Yeah, clearly not going to do that. He was unconscious. But he, yeah, it it spends a... that entire episode on a bunk bed, well, so you can't yeah. really take him off the. Oh, <laughs> let's go and nick myself off that bunk bed. <laughs> Have an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Peter Capaldi isn't going to regenerate into the first Doctor, is he? Yeah, he's going to regenerate into a woman. They even made another reference. They, I mean, at every every opportunity, there's been references to um, 
The um, future's yeah. female. You're damn yes. right. Oh, whatever. yeah. yeah I mean, they, like, last week there was a whole scene, that basically might, a whole exchange. Only hope that, like might, that. that might be sort of foreshadowing him turning into a woman, or it, it might, might just be a reference. Yeah, yeah which but is, it's, like, it's, it's the red herring that's been going on for, you know, practically half, half the tenure of... Um, Moffat since oh, since, but, since, the since precisely the, the point. Wife. Moffat's not casting the next Doctor. No, he isn't. Is he? No, no. And so I, he doesn't get any say in it. And he, he no. when he wrote all those other things, he wouldn't have had any clue. No, assuming he does when he <clears throat> writes this script. Do you think Chris Chibnall might feel aggrieved that so many hints have been dropped by his predecessor that he? Just doesn't want to go down that road. I think. Or... I think. No, that, I, I think it's probably it. a collaboration, isn't it? Casting mm. the next Doctor. Not between the outgoing showrunner and the new no. one. No. Okay. Now, Russell T Davis didn't have any say whatsoever in Matt Smith's casting, okay. and so Stephen Moffat won't have any say whatsoever in the next Doctor's casting, and he said as much. Mm. Okay. And they both said as much about both. <clears throat> I do. I do think it odd that you know so much groundwork has been laid. For the idea of a time lord to for be a woman, for, for them, then not oh to take it up. If it was my choice, the next Doctor absolutely would be a woman. Mm. But I think Stephen Moffat's just laying the groundwork oh, down yeah. for when it happens, not because it is going no. to happen. Well, mm. it might not happen this time. Mm. Um, if it if it never does, that would just be ridiculous now because we've you know so many conversations in this episode about you know um the master talking about missy and oh this you're who i'm going to turn into you know i'm about to turn into a woman any tips you know he says to, to well, it's made to, absolutely to clear. i don't yeah. think the master's ever been so, so harsh <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird <laughs> using the word harsh but he was absolutely he was very good he was. I did think, yeah I did oh that scene was... with bill yeah, I yeah. just thought it was Johnson. I mean, I've liked him all. Yeah. I've liked him throughout. I like each different, mm. different form of the master. But this, yeah, this really was. But Johnson, uh, Johnson, the first time round, he, he 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 was really kind of scattershot. Whereas mm. now, I felt that there was a a continuity of character mm. that he knew. It's almost like it probably was. You know, I've been given a second chance to play this character. I'm going to get it right this time. And mm. um, you know, but also very... a sense that the master's grown into his skin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's presumably if he spent ten years with Bill in that costume, mm. presumably he was down there for another fifty before that. And well, I think, think the times scat- we've seen him before. I mean, scattershot was... is. I think is what he was. Going for it. I think that was what he was. But for script, me, it yeah. just didn't work no. as, as yeah. a character. I think I think he was absolutely going for that that yeah. slightly insane, um, yeah. off the wall character. But I I like how this character, this version, might go. I mean, it's like, early days. Yeah, obviously, he's been down character. there for thousands of years in the bottom of that spaceship, yeah. hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, because in that first episode, Bill spends 10 years yeah. while two minutes elapse upstairs. Yeah. Mm. Well, that accident happened two days ago. So you times two minutes by two days, and then you times 10 years by the same amount. And that's how long mm. the Master has been down there, at least, I guess. No, 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 no. no, 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 no the reason why he's stranded is because he tried to land his TARDIS. And it was on did. there, yeah. yeah so he yeah, was already... He's been there a shed, but he's shed obviously been down there, there longer than the ten years. He's been years. down there decades. <laughs> he's been down yeah. there longer yeah. enough for 
his government to rise and fall. It's not making sense of the whole. Uh, I because I look like the prime minister line at the end of the last episode, which was a red herring. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Potentially, he said it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. The doctor then. Well, we've not really talked about. We haven't had a bit on Missy. No, no, that's true. <clears throat> Beautiful well, performance. Well, we again. we find we finally had our answer to whether she was faking it or not. The moment she gets um, shot. What, sh- shot in the back, and then you knew that she really was turning to the to the the light side. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is an in- yeah, it's, it's very really nice how she was influenced by John Sims' master, though. Oh yeah. yeah but it's kind of like but there is kind of a push me pull you thing going on there. Mm. He was like pulling her back to the dark side, mm. but at the same time she sees what he's like, and mm. that pushes her away which again. Is what, which is what kind we of said. It's kind of like a pack yeah. animal. Yeah, yeah. In some respects, which we thought it was going to be that. Mm. Yeah. Did she get enough story as well? I think <laughs> maybe in those terms, she's probably the one who's best served. In this episode That's or true. in the series, do you mean? In this episode. Oh yeah, I think she gets uh, she gets a lot of time, and 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 it's it's all payoff for her, really, because we we there's still a question mark hanging over her. Previously, is she just been a really good faker, a bit like uh, Davros in um, which is uh, familiar, which is familiar. Um, or or is it the real deal? Which which the Doctor desperately wants it to be. He wants it to be the real deal. Mm. And the lovely thing at the end, right at the very end, is that um, it's what Missy always wanted, what the Master always wanted, for them to be friends. I mean, I, I think that's always been the thread underlining the, the relationship between these two. In in, in the past, that, that, that they, they'd taken polar opposite journeys, but... Really? I mean, are they not really two sides of the, of the same know. coin? I think that whole friends, they used to be friends thing is a bit of an imposition on the relationship, a bit of a retcon on the relationship between the characters. Well, maybe, yeah, not not so much it used to be friends, but but perhaps just wanting to be friends now, you know, to... Yeah, that's what su- I mean. I su- think the whole idea of... I, I think it works really well here. I think anywhere else in the series, I don't think there's any indication that the two of them should, could or would have been friends. Mm. I think they're just the doctor's the doctor, the master's something yeah. completely different. There's no Pertwee lines. I thought there were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, That's what I mean. That they they're just lines. I'm never sold. Oh, okay. I, mean, I yeah. almost was with, with Tennant and John Sim right at the end of Last of the Time Lords. When John Sim's death scene... Yeah, there's kind oh, of weird. moments there. When and that's what I mean. That... The new series is retcon the I mean, old series. The old series had dialogue, oh. but it, but the, that that dialogue was never sold in their actions. Yeah, and the new series has retconned the characters into actually living up to the lines. I, d- I think there are moments with Pertwee and Delgado when they work together. So you can you can sort of see, you can sort of see, and even the sword fight they have together. That's that's yeah. the kind of the. That's the kind of the they they're friends that basically, like we would fight our friends with sort of bamboo canes. Yes. They just they're time lords, so they take it one step further. It's, and that's sort of fight in Magneto, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sort of fight isn't yeah. serious. That's them messing about. Maybe I just because because they can regenerate. So so fatal accidents are much less much, fatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking rough and tumble to yeah, a new it's, level. It's like when the <laughs> when the doctor shoots that time lord in Hellbent, 
knowing that, that gonna... that's kind of yeah. a, a sort of a time or way of incapacitating someone. It's quite harsh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fair point. I just I never really convinced me. No, I, I always mean, felt that thing was like a. I always felt like a Barry Letts and Terence Sticks thing. I mean, it never. It certainly never convinced me with um, Anthony Ainley. No. no, but then that that was a much simpler kind mm. of the Sherlock Moriarty thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's always been, you know, begrudging mutual respect. Mm. Um, this, I think, was attempting to take it to another level where, and and we see it a little bit in um, uh, John Sim and uh, David Tennant when he when he's dying. That the, the fact that. Um, you know, David Tennant desperately doesn't want him to die because at that stage, this is the last mm. other Time Lords in the entire universe, as far as you know, as far as he knows. Um, I would say there's some there's some real consistency in John Sims' master. I have to say that's been carried through, which is this whole obstinate. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not yeah. going to be your friend. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm going to dig my heels in. But, I've but, got a six year old who's being like at the moment. Yeah. That doesn't matter <laughs> what we do. She, she, quite, but sometimes she'll do things on her own terms, regardless. But, but also sometimes what, they protest too much. But also, yeah. what's, what's yeah, happened? Yeah, to, yeah. What's so, happened to, to Missy this series? It's bound to wind John Sim Master up because when he's dying in Tennant's arms, mm. there's this suggestion that the Doctor could keep him as a pet in the TARDIS, yeah. sort of captive, mm. and that's where and that's what's happened to Missy in this series. Mm. The, the, Missy's been kept yeah. as a pet and gradually Literally. been sort of yeah. neutered. She's been sort of tamed yeah, yeah, by the Doctor. In. And that is exactly what the John Sim Master would, would hate. But the irony is the John Sim Master always ends up trapped in places. Mm. So he's this kind of, this this person that wants to be free. He wants to create chaos, but he constantly gets enclosed. This whole, the, I mean, I, I did think it was amazing. And I loved the fact they both started laughing. I just thought it was probably the best moment mm. in the episode, I think. But um, what did you feel about the laser screwdriver? The fact that we shot you, I shot you enough that it won't, you won't regenerate, or something. What was the point in that? Oh, to leave you on the with the idea that the master's gone once and for all again until they come of back not. again. <laughs> Is that? And yeah. it would have been it would have top loaded the episode a bit if we'd seen a master regeneration. Would the master ever end his own timeline? Because that basically what we saw was um, a suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he was because she absolutely turned so, to good, mm -hmm. and he absolutely wasn't having that in his future. So he cuts his future off, and it's also mm -hmm. the flip side of every multi doctor story. So in the multi doctor story, like Day of a Doctor. The the doctors start sort of like shooting each other. Well, no, they start they start sort of in antipathy towards one another, and at the end they they do a mind lock, or they all press the mo, or they all mm. fix the mm. moment, or they all come flying their tardises. This the two masters they do the reverse. They start together, and gradually their nature is such that they break themselves apart to such mm. an extent that they commit. <laughs> commit Harry Carey on each other. It's kind of like it's so it's very it? funny. It's a perfect multi-master story. But the master's murdered himself. Yeah, it's exactly what the master would end up doing himself. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but bizarre. So, so the Missy's timeline, assuming that she is dead, has has ended, and there's a question mark over. No, no, the I mean, master. What, the other thing, weird thing was it was kind of confirming conversation that she was the next one from on, on from him. 
Possibly. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, Supposedly. that's why she says she can't remember the regeneration because yeah. the regeneration takes place in circumstances where there are two masters there. So, yeah, she is confirming in that that she is the next one on from him. Right. It's possible. So, so it's, okay. so, 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 it's possible so that she's not, own, but so that's what own, the suggestion's supposed to be. He's killed his own future, yeah. or, or, the, or that bit of her timeline. So, mm. But are we assuming that John Sim is... is not fatally wounded, but Andy, have you never seen a master story before? <laughs> At the end of every single master seen, story, the master is always fatally wounded, <laughs> never to return until the next time <clears> they <throat> do. Yeah. That's just how they work. And if Michelle Gomez doesn't come back, they'll just bring somebody else. Master right. or a, <clears throat> but it's uh, but it's the inference that John Sim is staying on now that he's come back. Was this a one-off? Do, do, no, do he's gone know? off yeah, to yeah. regenerate into her. Mm. Right, He's okay, so, so that's him. It was just a one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But he can still come back. Right. Yeah, okay. it's time travel. Yeah. Well, it's also right. like how popular the actors are. And... Yeah, because, um, I mean, it was written in that um, David Tennant's Doctor came back twice. Yes. Although we never saw it. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered if um, we were going to have um, the Master regenerating back into the same person okay. again. Oh, so, right. Okay. But maybe not. Oh, no, maybe no. Not. the inference is that he regenerates into her at this point. Right, okay. And that's why she can't remember it happening. Okay, so it's, so it's Missy that is I, seemingly... You can tell as well. <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of half hoped that they would regenerate into each other. That yeah. would be quite funny. <laughs> well, I, think, yeah. weird I, le- I literally thought it was going to be standoff and they chewed each other. I think yeah. at one stage they were going to get a, going to get a room, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd already seen somebody regenerate into him. That was the problem with that. Yes, but we also know that the Doctor can regenerate into his I, a previous I self. honestly thought we were going to get two Misses running around. Yeah. Is what oh, I thought yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, yeah I didn't think the episode really would just collapse. <laughs> he got the Doctor with Missy on either side of him. Yeah. Fighting. All right, then the Doctor, his character in this episode, to me, he was just like a rabbit in the headlights. He was injured and uh, invulnerable. Hmm. If he felt it felt like, a bit like the Davison Doctor in the last bit of Caves of Androzani, but throughout the whole the whole, the whole episode, hour. yeah. Well, just... that's that's okay, I think, because he's now got a Christmas special. So yeah. this isn't this isn't Capaldi's last episode. That's true, but he's going to be holding off a regeneration and therefore like a rabbit in the headlights for that one too. Possibly, mm. I think. Well, <clears throat> I think sometimes it's interesting to see. Well, that's going to be the story of the Christmas, surely. Holding off the regeneration. He's holding but... off his regeneration so that he mm. won't die. So that he he's holding off his regeneration so that he will die. So that he won't change into somebody new and start a new incarnation. Right. That's the point at the end of this episode. So the next episode is going to be it's the first to... Doctor demonstrating to him that he needs to regenerate and become some. Someone new and carry on the good work, but presumably because they both have the same story. Yeah, they're but both. It will have both. a story around it, and the key is what Capaldi's. It's not whether Capaldi is acting injured; it's what role Capaldi has in that story. That's that's the that's what will give Capaldi his his big moment. So Capaldi could be staggering around with a cane, occasionally like going orange, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to have a big part and. And a key role, and he'll be but able he to But he won't have much in the way of anima. 
I don't know. It depends. Uh, on that. Well, he might not. also he might also draw energy from his first self. So you put two doctors together. Who knows what sort of he might he might just learn some life lessons. Ironically, that all the despite the fact that he's the older doctor, he might get kind of back to basics. He might learn things from his yeah. his former self about. I mean, because he, he is desperate to hang on, as as some of the other doctors mm. have been. I mean, you know, no, he's not desperate to hang on to this body, Andy. The point at the end of this episode is that he wants to die altogether. He doesn't want to regenerate. He wants this to be his final end. Oh, right. That was the point no, at the end right. of the episode. Okay. <laughs> he's saying, I don't, I don't want to change. He yes. just wants to stay who he is. He's had because enough, he knows he's dying. He's had enough, people. And he wants to go. He's had enough of being new people. Yes. He just wants to be <clears throat> the Capaldi doctor. And we've been, and we've been there before. And, um, with but he's fatally injured. Yes, but he hasn't acknowledged that. He's yeah. in denial about that, I think. He's fatally yeah, injured, enough. but he's trying well, to regenerate, seen, so he's not fatally injured. A, I, know, I know he did it a different way, but we've yeah. seen Tenet hold off the... Um... Yeah. But he'd already been doing that for the entire episode. That's mm. my point. Mm. My point was at the end of the episode, I thought he's got to the ploy, place where he says, right, I've held this off. I can't hold it off anymore because okay. it's happening, mm. but I don't want to change. I'm just going to die. Mm. That's mm. the sense I got out of it. I'd have, I'd have to watch it again. It wasn't the, it wasn't the sense I got from it on a, on a first viewing. I mean, I mean the other the other thing was maybe what, no maybe you're right. He, maybe that's the point at the bit where he thrusts his hands into the snow mm. and goes off with the first Doctor and thinks he's stopped it. Yeah, and thinks he is going to get a new life. Yeah, maybe and then got, goes off and the first Doctor says, "No, hang on a second. Well, that's not that really <laughs> lovely." Was and what made what pulled me back to the tenth planet bit where when he was going around the tar, the TARDIS and it was all. Very confused as you got the cloister bell, hmm. and uh, and uh, and the TARDIS was in on, in on the joke. The TARDIS has taken him there hmm. for him to have this experience. Where it needs yeah. to be, yeah, yeah. Which did, is what the TARDIS does. So did he? Yeah. I got the impression that he was actually dead in the TARDIS before Bill dripped on him. Is that, yeah. is that the sense yeah. they I, sort of I laid? Just say one thing yeah. that I didn't, which is a really petty thing. But who cleaned his face? Oh, when he's back up. Yeah. Oh. Maybe oh, he goes back and his face is cleaned. His yeah, face is the TARDIS. That's what the TARDIS and, does. And also, you know, and also you, your face and also you, new clothes. And also, you see, you've seen that happen before because with Tennant, when he's beaten up and he starts regenerating, you know that the start of the regeneration process, they kind of repair themselves. Okay. The same happened with Matt Smith. Right. He was an elderly man and then he went back to. Being, being a young boy, mm. so I think he just sort of reset it in those moments of regeneration <clears throat> that he then stopped. I might, I might have got confused or missed a line of dialogue, but when um, Bill was about to head off with uh, Drippy Woman, yes. I've got the name. Um, pilot, you know, pilot. Let's call him pilot. Yeah, at this, at, at, at that stage, um, does she think that the the Doctor is mortally wounded, dead? I think it's dead. Right. I think I think they laid the doctor down. Yeah, yeah. The TARDIS I wasn't dead. quite sure. Right. She does say there's always hope. Yeah, because she drips on him, okay. and that gives him a bit more sort of. Uh, it goes into his head, and suddenly the so that flashback is him suddenly regaining. But that she doesn't see that. So so basically, she thinks he's dead, and so it's okay to kind of. That's a Beauty and the Beast thing, yeah, isn't it? The tear. possibly. It's in a lot of fairy tales, uh, a mm. tear or a kiss can yeah, bring somebody to life. Yeah, mm. I mean, this is why I think Bill will come back in some form or another. I don't think at some so. Point. Well, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Fiverr on it. 
No. <laughs> no, not a fiver. I don't, but... I don't see how, unless, apart from a cameo, I don't see how she's going to serve any purpose. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just think she's a good Regeneration player. story, and in some ways, it's going to echo, as I can't remember who was here when we talked about it, but in some ways, it's going to echo It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen you mention that one. Oh, okay. okay. Right, so, what, so the first doctor. Go back to. But it, in life. whatever way the story works, to some degree, um, Peter Capaldi is. Um, oh, I can't think of the actor's name on the bridge. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. And, and the first doctor is Clarence, the Clarence, angel. Clarence, yeah. To a degree, that's what's Could be. going to sort of be happening. I'm just trying to make that connection. Probably overthinking yeah. it. Trying to make that connection between showing those sort of things and how that relates to him fighting off change. But essentially, they could be the same thing well, to each other. Well, presumably, it's well, they're both, suicide. They're, both, they're both dealing with the same thing. And, you know, if. Arnold's it... never changed before, so. No. This mm. is a big moment for him, and he realises it's upon him, maybe. And Capaldi, same thing. So, mm. so Arnold's reluctant to do it because he's afraid of it. Capaldi's reluctant to do it for whatever reason because he refuses mm. to because give in to it, whatever. Death, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> but two Time Lords going through the same <laughs> thing. Still they, they well, might... you know what I mean. Because <laughs> no, no, I call the other one Capaldi. What's so. kind of mutual support then? Because he goes back to being Hartnell I know, yeah, before it's he in, changes. It's, in, it's interesting that that this is this is something I think that works just with the first Doctor. Yeah. It's recasting because they've done it before. And there's something about the first Doctor that is malleable enough. Well, and also, if this story is this story, it really only kind of works with the first Doctor as well. Because mm. it has to be the one who's never <coughs> changed before. So. There have been so many references to Grandfather, and, we, and in the pilot we see that photo of uh, Susan. Did, mm. um, That's because it's Grandfather who walks in at the bloody end of the episode. <laughs> right, okay. But, um, but we're not going to see any references to Susan herself, I hope. We? I hope not. I can't. I really don't. I really hope. Don't know Caroline how they would Ford, I hope Caroline Ford doesn't come back. <laughs> well, Caroline Ford <laughs> wasn't in the tenth planet. She's really nice. No, oh, I was okay. going to say That's she'd long So the only way it could work is if how does just on a note is, of, it, is it Polly Annika Wills is like a petitioning still around probably <laughs> not successfully. I'm <laughs> Um. No, it would be the young actors who played them all in an adventure in time oh, and space, ooh, yeah. I guess. Um, just on a point of order, because I can't remember how it happens. Oh, it's Bill and the pilot returning to the TARDIS at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just, for yeah. a minute, I completely blanked <clears throat> on how he got, gets back to the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. So, so presumably you're going to get comments on social media about a big reset button. It's not so much a or reset a re- as a, a deus reset. ex machina. I don't think it is. No, I was thinking this. No, I was thinking, actually, no, it's not. I, I don't mean, think I don't think it is. I don't think oh, it is either. But I think it's... Uh, it's not a deus ex machina, but by that same token, it's a Chekhov's non-gun. <laughs> because the first episode introduces how the series is going to be resolved and then rules out it happening as the resolution to the first episode. I'll have to watch so, it again. It's, my it's a bit sketchy about the whole thing of Bill being saved by the pilot, I think. It's like saying, well, the pilot could do this, therefore it could do this. Well, what the and pilot we, we does... see that. What the pilot does is takes atoms and builds people out of yeah, them. Yeah, I understand turns that. Turns itself into a Dalek and all this mm. kind of stuff. Mm. So it's taken, essentially, what it's taken probably 
is left an empty Cyberman suit and reconstituted Bill mm. back sort of as she were with magic space dust that allows her to fly through <laughs> well, with, the <laughs> vacuums. Of... But doesn't but doesn't allow her to um, uh, resuscitate the Doctor. Well, she does, except she just doesn't realise it because right. she drops some of the magic fairy dust right. water also, yeah, on the Doctor's does, face. But also, and brings the, pi- it back. the pilot doesn't try. But doesn't try. But the pilot, the pilot doesn't try. The pilot and Bill have a connection to. To one she just wants so to that's... just wants to go off and snog yeah, Bill yeah. around the universe. Yeah, yeah but kind of the point in the pilot is that the pilot's a machine, yeah. so it only has certain preconceived parameters. So, so they might end, they might end up bumping into Kara in the shoulder. Probably and four girls, four <laughs> girls, one cafe. It's a small universe. Well, I... <laughs> I'd be, I would be very surprised if we didn't see all these characters at Christmas, at least in cameo, because that's what you always do at the end of a Doctor Mm. nowadays, is have cameos from, you know, you got it with um, Tennant twice, he goes through his entire back catalogue of companions and (laughs) semi-regulars. He goes back to Russell T. Davis' past rather than his past. Oh, God, that that was a whole episode, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, that was, yeah. But then, but yes, you get Karen Gillan at the end of the story in which Clara is still a regular. Which always felt very odd to me, but anyway, yeah. Well, that was the first face that this face saw, so so it should also be the Mm. last one. But then, for that very same reason, I'd be shocked if you didn't get Clara and Bill at Christmas. Mm. Because that would just make... That, that's just how the series works. Yeah, and that's quite likely. Yeah. And, but what the showrunner does with um, Russell T. Davis having done the very simple thing of the Doctor goes around and visits them all, mm. what Stephen Moffat's... Well, what Stephen Moffat kind of does is he tries to find new, interesting, novel, unexpected ways of doing the same things that mm. Russell T. Davis did. So um, Karen Gillan appears as a ghost in the TARDIS, mm. in the time of the Doctor, rather than as somebody the Doctor visits or as a flashback, which is what you saw in the classic series. Mm. So presumably this time he'll think of a new way again to get both Bill and Clara into the Doctor's life, however briefly, unless, before he regenerates. Unless depressingly, maybe that's what he's already done with the with the Lugopolis style Oh, hang on, flashback. he's not going to remember Clara. Ooh. No, he won't, but the series does. But we will. And that's what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm not talking about the way the character works, right. I'm talking about the way mm. the programme works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, possible. They, they might have already done it. No, I think that's just a... I think that's preempting it by doing the thing the classic series did before you do the thing that the new series does. Right. So I think this episode, they give you the classic series thing, making you think, oh, is he going to regenerate at mm. the end of this episode? But in the episode where he actually regenerates you get it done properly rather than just with clips mm-hmm. and that would be my prediction because okay. that's you know to me that's just how the program works these days build it turn to Susan by the way <coughs> not yet no, it's not how no, no, it's not yet. Done deal yet is it? <laughs> well, it's, uh, Bill can turn into anyone she wants to now because she's got a magic a magic builder buddy she could, <laughs> she could but there was no watch there was no <coughs> no no no, no. As it as it turns out, it's now very, very unlikely <laughs> to build with Susan all the, along. The, the Susan thing, yeah, uh, that would be that would be a stretch. I, I think. Th- there. I think possibly the references to grandfather were just to they, the they were doctor. foreshadowing Hartnell. Hartnell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First Doctor's return. Yeah, 
Well, on the other hand, though, it's just entirely ruled out. <laughs> no, nothing's ever ruled out. No. Um, not, in, not in the Stephen Moffat world, no. Um, yeah. Somebody asked me the other day whether they thought... Was it you? No, it wasn't you, was it? Somebody um, asked me. What is it? Did I think, actually, it would turn out that she would be Susan? And I said, no. But for once, you've got evidence... That means if it were to happen, then it wouldn't come out of the blue. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> hard to but see. So I, so I, so I said. Yeah. You know, whichever way it would go, if she didn't or if she did, mm. neither would be a surprise. Mm. Sort of. But it would be. I, I'm not quite sure how it would be engineered now. I think that was oh, no, possibly fitting yeah. too much be, into a Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, it depends what the Christmas episode is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's got to be a story. There's got it's got to be, it's going to be Christmassy, so it's not just going to be the first Doctor and Capaldi wandering around philosophising about regeneration. No, they're going to have to have an adventure. So Capaldi's going to have to be active because the first Doctor isn't going to be able to run anywhere. So the first Doctor's going to have to get some <laughs> some energy from so, somewhere. Yeah. There's well, going to have to be other characters. Neither of them can really run anywhere, well, can no, they? Like, it's unlikely to be just like a, a, Christmas. A, a, what's this it? episode going to be called? It'd be called "It's a Wonderful End of Life," so it's, or it's going to be called <laughs> "Grumpy Old Times." It's, also, un- it's <laughs> also unlikely. Guess to be who a, I bumped into? It's unlikely <laughs> to be an hour and ten minutes of just nostalgia <laughs> of of Capaldi visiting his previous companions you know and then coming back. So there I, have I'd to be other characters. <laughs> Yeah, because the Christmas episodes are always when they have, they always have to appeal to you'd hope a wider audience. Or a I'll tell you what I think you might see at Christmas is um, Clara going after Trap Street. You said that. Yeah. Oh, to to finally die. Yeah. Right. To die properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, because Stephen Moffat's one of those writers. He always leaves things open that don't necessarily need to be closed, mm. but then he always ends up closing them anyway. Like where Clara gets the telephone number from in the shop at the start of the Bells of St. John. Yeah. He didn't need to spell that out. That could have just been left as presumably one of the Doctor's previous companions. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not entirely convinced. I think, I think this About is... About Trap Street. Yeah, I think this is something that can be left open. That's what I'm saying. All these things could be left better. open. It's better left open. Like this. I think yes, but what I'm saying is Stephen Moffat has loads of things that he could leave open. Some of which would be better left open, <laughs> mm. and he tends to end up shutting the doors anyway. And when and when you're departing a series, then what better time to kind of you know tie certain things up? So he might do. Not, yeah. not that he has to. No. Not that he has to. It would be essentially his version of the tour of duty that David Tennant does in uh, End of Time. It's a bit of, bit of a goodbye. double downer, though. I mean, that that the whole point is Clara's ended a little bit of an upbeat. So she's died and she's free. Mm. And now we're so, going to kill her. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so happy, happy Christmas. And then, like Bill. Yeah but, then, yeah, but then you tell her an up story and just have a couple of beats of down at the end. It's a pretty big down. But it's going to be a pretty big down anyway because well, you've already got two doctors about to regenerate. Yes, but a, do- a doctor regenerating is different because <laughs> well, that's not it's a down, a down it? but then a massive high because you see the new yeah. doctor. So you do that and after that... Clara goes to Trap Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the final yeah. thing is obviously going to be the regeneration. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying I can see that being a door that Moffat would want to close. Yeah, it's possible. And being that it's the regeneration story 
and being that that is where ex-companions tend to turn up, mm. I could imagine that. And let's face it, she got a time machine. He's got a time machine. Just because we see her going off in one episode and we see her going back to Trap Street in another doesn't mean to say that she couldn't potentially have a whole river song like Afterlife set in between those two moments in the dream. So to see... And all you have to say is have a scene where Clara says, do you know what, Doctor? You stopped my heartbeat, took me out of that moment, and I was not happy about that. Mm. But I went off into time and space with a shielder, me, and we had some wonderful times. And now it's time for those times to be over. But mm. do you know what? Let's just remember how wonderful they were. Happy Christmas, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know Is what I mean? It? <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a downbeat note. I think it's how you I think it's how you deal with it. Again, it's a wonderful life deals with a man on the brink of uh suicide. suicide. Uh, with which is often forgotten. Uh, and, who, who uh, doesn't commit suicide? Who, well, who doesn't commit suicide? <laughs> but um, it, yeah, but you don't it, actually see Clara die. You, We've already seen that. Takes you to a very, very dark place. I mean, Jimmy Stewart's portrayal of a man who, um, you know, really, really is on the edge. Um, you know, for for a, a film that is now hailed as this wonderful Christmassy feel good. Yeah. Uh, movie has a very very dark heart, mm. and it needs to have that dark heart because of the because of the trajectory that it takes you to. Mm. Otherwise, uh, it's all dessert and no meal. Yeah. So at the end, you feel really warm, cozy, fuzzy, and happy because of the dark place that you've come from. Yes, I, but yeah, but I think you. Matt's problem is that you're trying to do it the other way around. But I think you you have to pull a character out of the dark place at the end to get mm. the warm and fuzziness. I think at the moment Clara's in a warm and fuzzy place, she, which is her she, her lovely life with a shoulder she, on board yeah. the cafe of love. No, absolutely. But I mean, if you if you're ending the story with um, rebirth, which is what mm. regeneration mm. is, a new life, and and the potential of whoever this person is going to be, mm. then that's your upbeat, happy ending with a question mark on it because you don't know who this new person is mm. going to be exactly, uh, and you deal with the darker aspects of goodbyes in in a in a way we're kind of prepared for um clara's death it's like um it's like somebody dying after a very long illness we 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 were all geared we up we we're all geared up for clara to die and she didn't hmm. now if she does finally die she's had good things in between it won't feel the same it won't feel hmm. like the shock death that it might have um in face the raven yeah because we've had time to kind of get used to the idea, I don't so know. I think it. I think it feel a bit like shooting her twice. <laughs> I think that that's what it would feel like for me. We've seen her death, yeah. and then we've seen her like as a zombie Clara. We might not but even then we see. Might, yeah, she just. I suppose she could come and then just go out of the TARDIS and say goodbye. And, mm. I think it's. Um, I think it's how it's done, and yeah. I, I'm not even sure that they'll necessarily go down that route and and, and have this. But if you do it in the right way, actually, a death scene can weirdly feel... Um, Cathartic. Yeah, because it's right, and it's the right time, and you've said your goodbyes, and you've had time to say your goodbyes. It's not like somebody got hit by a truck mm. in the middle of the street, and it and, and, and the shock um, robs you of any chance of... Um, I think, plus, I think... if you have Capaldi regenerating, companioned up with Hartnell regenerating, mm. and you get Heather and Bill, and you get... 
me and Clara, <laughs> then you can it's call so, so then you can I... call the episode it's a double full life. <laughs> oh dear. So I think I I think I think it can be cathartic. If it's done at the right time, but I don't, right I don't think in the middle of a Christmas special where we haven't seen Cara for oh my god, a year, Matt, do you never watch television at Christmas? <laughs> I don't think taking place for for Clara's character in the middle of a Christmas special that's de- that's going to deal with Capaldi's mm. death, and we haven't seen Clara for so long. No, this Just episode bring, dealt with his you death. Bring, you bring her back, but it can only be for like what, for, for, for yeah, a, a few minutes. For, yeah, and that's and that you won't get that catharsis if they did it. Like maybe early this season, mm. they had a they had an episode, but I think I think I think, I think, that, I think there are writers and directors they could do it done in I'm a certain way where it, where it really wouldn't feel it would it would just feel right, yeah, as opposed to awful, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not even sure you they're going to do it necessarily. Yeah. Um, well, you had, I mean, not that it's the same thing, but in the name of the Doctor, you had. A doctor who you knew was heading off into his 50th anniversary story. Mm. I'm talking, you know, behind the scenes. Mm. But the, as an audience, you knew the next thing he'd be doing afterwards was the 50th anniversary. You had the companion and you knew you were going to get the end of a story arc in which, as it transpires, she throws herself into the doctor's timeline and you get to see her all everywhere all at once. You also, in that story, get a river song who is already dead and is coming back as a ghost. And on top of that, you throw Vastra, Strax and Jenny. And that's all in 45 minutes. Mm. Yes. I'm just saying, if you want to do something at Christmas, you've got 60 minutes to do it, you can do it. But in the name of the Doctor, that wasn't really... That wasn't really an enclosed story. It felt like a bridging story between the series and the the Day of the Doctor. It It wasn't though, was it? It was the story of the end of the Doctor's life. The mm. name, name, not time. Name of the Doctor. Name of the oh, doctor. name of the Doctor, sorry. Yeah, but it didn't lead into, oh, other than John Hurt turns around at the end, which is no different from Catherine Tate turning around at the end of Doomsday. Mm. It didn't lead into Christmas. Yeah. And it only... I, but I think, I think it tried to do too much in Name of the Doctor, so... Yes, but but also it's 15 minutes shorter than a Christmas special, which might actually turn out to be 75 minutes long. Mm. I'm just, I'm not saying that that's a good example or a bad example, yeah. but I'm saying that that is an example, yeah. that you can squeeze all these things in if you want to. Just We've say- just spent 15, if not 20 minutes, talking about whether Clara might actually be in the Christmas <laughs> special. Can I just say a couple of things about Christmas special? One thing that would be lovely, it could be their opportunity for a Trials and Tribulations episode. No, they've oh, already done yes. that. Trials and Tribulations, what? Were they... Oh, what? What in name? Name of the Doctor, yeah. That's what so, yeah. Yeah, but it would be yeah. nice taking the first Doctor and saying, well, this was your third, your incarnation. Mm. Anyway, all right, that's not going to happen anyway. But what I will say, Tenth Planet Cybermen, if we're dipping back into the Tenth Planet episode, does that mean Nardole could have got a lift with the Tenth Planet Cybermen? <laughs> that's, that's a possibility. <clears throat> um, we're going to see more unlikely, Cybermen. It's... it's uh, I th- I think it's got to be just coincidence, hasn't it? Because the where they've put it in the Tenth Planet is after the Cybermen are defeated and after mm. Mondales is destroyed. Okay. Where they've put it in this story is that these place these events on this ship took place in parallel to Mondales. Mm. So the fact that he gave the Mondale Cybermen to Capaldi at the end, and he's setting a story, his Christmas special during a story that also would have had Mondale Cybermen in. Mm. Because judging by where it fits, we're not going to see them mm. at Christmas. Okay. 
So I think that's just coincidence. Has to be, doesn't it? So he's <coughs> leaving out, mm. leaving open for another monster or dilemma, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, uh, presumably. Yeah, two. Yeah, two lots of, three lots of Cybermen, I suppose. Really, it might be a bit of rigging the pudding. Disappointed we didn't see Earthshock Cybermen. They're, they're in there somewhere. <laughs> I thought there might be a, you know, you might get a shot on a scanner screen of first shock Cyberman or something. Hey, yeah. I cannot open the lift. <laughs> Not excellent. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we know where the tear came from now. The tear design. It's kind of got yeah. an, almost an origin story, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not because the tear design doesn't turn up on the side mate for some considerable time. No, it's, it's a nod to it, but it's certainly not the origin of no, it. No, I suppose not, but, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's... It's a nice record. nod. It's a lovely nod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was the best bit of the Cyberman design, that, you know, trapped in this, um, you know, steel body is a, is, is, is a screaming, crying... Um, remnant of a human being, you know, it's uh, just having that little cut out. I mm. thought was a wonderful piece of design. Right, I think we've been going long enough to give this one a score, don't you? Shall we? Unless anybody, do, I mean, no. anybody yes. got more they want to say? No. Nope. All right, so Andy, out of uh, 10 for this week, just for this week, not for the two. Just just for this week. Yeah. Um, I give it, because I can't give halves, so I give it a strong eight. Um, I I I really enjoyed it. I mean, my my benchmark is is very high for Doctor Who episodes now, and so an eight for me is I I really I really enjoyed it. Some great emotional moments, and um, no, liked it. Go on, Matt. Nine. No explanation for that. Just a nine. Um. Well, it's not. It wasn't quite as good. I preferred last week's. I like the creepy build up of last week's, and I gave last week's a ten. This week's, I think they probably tried to do a little bit too much, but it had John Sim in most of it, and I really liked everything, every line he, <laughs> he had. Was, he was good. So, no. Mm. Simon? It's a Jurassic Park 9. The Jurassic Park 9? Yeah, and as much as it doesn't take too much analysis, but actually it was just full of little lovely moments that I mm. really, really enjoyed. And I'm going to go with a 7, because I just felt like it felt like loose ends and... Not as much substance as it mm. needed to have. Mm. It just didn't. But overall, I think <clears> maybe <throat> the story is a nine because mm. I think there was enough entertainment and enough from the actors mm. in this episode that rather than this one drags last <clears throat> week's down, last week's drags this one up. Mm. If you know what okay. I mean. Yeah, I did feel that the two. Well, certainly after watching the first one, I felt that that one would relate to this one far more than most of the two parties. Yeah, it didn't really. It didn't. I feel very separate, yeah. No, of the sort of finales that Moffat's done, the only one that's really felt like a two-parter was the um, Series 8 one, Death in Heaven and Dark Water. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Anybody, I mean, out of ten for... The two episodes together, going back round, then Simon. <clears throat> I think it probably is a nine. I think it probably is. Half well, you gave you gave the first episode a t- oh you yeah, know you gave him a ten. No, first no, you didn't. I gave Simon, about an eight. We did. He gave it. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he gave it an eight. So yeah, I think I'll stick with the scores and go for an eight and a half. So 
A nine? A nine. Matt, no, you're next, because we're oh. doing the reverse. <laughs> a nine. A nine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it comes to, yeah, but last week you gave a ten, so yes. you're not raising it to a ten, you're bringing it to a nine. For the two yeah, together. Yeah, the two together, uh, yeah, I'm staying with a nine. Because yeah. I rewatched, I rewatched last week's, and whilst I really liked it, I thought, I thought it possibly went a bit too far in places, in terms of, in terms of scariness. I think it was a little bit too horrific. Do you know the other day I watched The Doctor's Wife, mm. and that was a solid ten mm. when I watched it, and that's my benchmark. Is where it just it, it sparks my imagination, my emotions, mm. touches all the right nerves, and that. So it's and it and it didn't quite get there. Mm. So yeah. Mm. Andy, the two together. Oh, um, I, I, I must admit, I, I did um, prefer this episode to last week's episode, but there wasn't a lot in it. Um, for me, this tonight's episode, a lot of emotion, and I don't have quite the same problems with it structurally or story-wise as you. I, I think often series finales by their very nature, are uh, uh, not going to be great on plot because they're really thinking more about either saying goodbye or characterization or trying to do other things. And I think sometimes getting that collision of plot and characterization together... Yeah, this is what Hellbent did really well. It, 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 it made did. the characters the plot it, and gave them... Plenty of sci-fi narrative. No, I mean, I mean, heaven sent hell bent as as a. That's what of, I was hoping for. Uh, this week, as a, as a double header, yeah. At least some of that. I think it's very rare in Doctor Who. I think, I think, you know, those two would would be a nine stroke ten, as as as, as a double. This one, it's good. It's not quite up to that level. So, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd still be hovering between eight and nine for this, but I. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy tonight's episode. I thought it was—I thought it was really good. And there was—I um, mean—I mean, the one thing that we're all probably going to miss terribly is um, Peter Capaldi, because I think throughout all his three series, he's just been uh, a phenomenal actor, and I think he's brought so much to the to the series as a whole. And um, I was going to make the point earlier. I think he has been terrific throughout the three years. When this series started, what a lot of people were saying was I didn't like him for the first two years and finally we're getting the Peter Capaldi I wanted. The one who's a bit more fun, the one who's a bit more like the Doctor. Mm. And then in the middle of the series, you get three episodes where he's blind. Mm. And then this week, you get an episode where Mm. he's on his deathbed. (laughs) And last week, you get an episode where he's completely taken out of the story because he's running two minutes to Bill's ten years. Yeah. And then there was another one a couple of weeks ago where he was half out of the story as well. It's like, yeah, you didn't actually, though, did you? Mm-hmm. You had a bit of a Peter Capaldi, but actually, rather than... Cause the this Capaldi is, they wanted, it was off screen. Yeah. You kind of saw mm-hmm. Like he was, mm-hmm. like I kept saying he was in Series 9, mm-hmm. where you kept seeing flashes of what the Doctor was like when he was... Having adventures, and then you kept seeing only the really it's just serious. Like my favourite McCoy is the McCoy between the end of the classic series and the movie. Mm. All right, Dalton well, the Bannerman, you mean? <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> you no, know, I really like Dalton the Bannerman. 
I scored it my top McCoy. Yeah, my, uh, it's, it's fantastic. My Doctor Who preference revealer. The music, the atmosphere. I didn't actually. <laughs> you know, it's lucky we're recording this early, because if I was tired and teasing, Ooh. you'd be in trouble. <laughs> do you guys want to carry on for an hour, or do you want to call it a night? Let's call I mean, it. it is early for Let's us. Let's call it a night. Okay. <laughs> well, in that case... Well, in that case... I have no idea what's going on next week, but we will be back in three days. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, we'll be doing something in three days' time that you'll hear next week. But until then... I was Andy. I was Matt. I was Simon. And I was JR. And we'll speak again soon.